This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 104 of Small Talk. Michelle Smallman and Steve Cerruti here with you on this, what day is it, Steve? Tuesday that we're taping this? I feel like I still have no concept of day and time during this pandemic period. I literally judge my days now by, okay, do the Cardinals play today? Do the Blues play today? What time do I need to be in front of a TV? What time do I need to be at work? So I think it's a Tuesday, but who knows? You know what's funny is that now that I have less to do and trying to figure stuff out, I actually still keep track of the days though. I know when it's the weekend. I relax more on the weekends than I do on weekdays. And it doesn't make any sense because every day is basically the same. (laughs) But for some reason, I'm like, all right, Saturday, I'm going to sit on the couch all day and do nothing. And that'll be my Saturday when I'm like, I could do that any other day of the week. I would think that you would want to do that more on a Tuesday because you feel like you're breaking the rules almost. I don't know. It's almost like you, I feel like subconsciously that I should be doing something even if it's not super productive, but I can't be a lazy slob for the entire day. So I'll try to do something during the week. And on the weekends, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to sit back and watch some poops or whatever, play some FIFA, the usual. But I can't explain it. It doesn't make any sense. So what do you do during the week then? What's your typical work day look like? Um, yeah, it's like a lot of writing. It's a lot of prepping. I do a lot of editing. We'll cut some videos for the show, prepping for the box. I, you know, now that there's sports on during the day, I've been watching. I mean, the Champions League is on during the day. We got the yeah. NBA playoffs on during the day. Like, I'm not working then, but I'm invested in the day. Like, I plan my days around stuff like that. So that's pretty much it. And then the weekend comes, and your boy kicks his feet back, and he's ready to have a couple of margaritas and, you know, relax. Shout out margaritas. Love because margaritas. I have been on a margarita kick lately, too. It seems like anytime I want a cocktail, all I want is a margarita. I had this unbelievable margarita the other day. It was a watermelon lime with kind of like a spicy rim on it. Oh, my God. Perfection. It was so good. Not a spicy mark guy. I love spicy food. Love spicy food. I prefer all my food to be like a nine out of ten on the spicy on the like the Scoville units or whatever you call it. Oh yeah. Um, but I I don't like spicy marks. I don't. I don't like jalapenos in my marks. I don't like habanero in my marks. I like a good traditional either mango lime, whatever. And I'm also I think I've told you this before. I'm a big mezcal guy. I'm a mezcal guy over tequila. Love mezcal. Knew that about you. Respect that about you. I didn't realize you liked spicy things so much because Sean Evans, friend of the pod, friend in life, host of Hot Ones, First We Feast, it's now on True TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a star. Shout out to Sean. Went to college with him. You, If you haven't listened to that episode of the pod, you should go back. That was one of our earlier episodes where I interviewed Sean about a show. But I'm always amazed that he can withstand eating six of the hottest wings on planet earth over and over and over again. And I wonder how you would do on that show. If you had the hot sauces that Sean has on hot ones, cause they rank high on the Scoville charts or the Scoville ratings. I wonder how you would do with that. I probably wouldn't be great because I like eating alone and I don't like having conversations while eating. Love the show. Don't know if I'd be a great guest or participant on the show, but if he just gave me a plate of 12 hot Buffalo wings and a thing of blue cheese, I'm going to go to town and be the happiest person alive. But I don't want to have a conversation with you while I'm eating them. Okay, but buffalo wings are not spicy and blue cheese dilutes the spice anyway. Well, you get the hot buffalo. You know, you get the hottest, whatever hottest buffalo flavor. But I don't eat buffalo wings or I don't eat any sort of buffalo sauce, whatever, whether they're talking about buffalo cauliflower, buffalo, whatever, without blue cheese or ranch dressing. They go together. I can't have one without the other. Okay, but do you do blue cheese or ranch? It's one or the other. You know what's funny is I hate blue cheese. Hate it. Crumple it. Don't want it in anything. If it's in something, I immediately pick it out and go, ew, I'm not eating this. But I like blue cheese dressing for some reason. 
I don't know why. Again, it doesn't make any sense, but I love blue cheese dressing. I just don't eat the chunks in there. I just use the, you know, the saucy part. Do you only like it on wings? Pretty much, yeah. I wouldn't put blue cheese on a salad. Ew. I remember at the SBN yeah. cap, there were the options where salad dressing was, you know, balsamic vinegar. We had a Caesar. You know, there was some sort of strawberry vinaigrette, raspberry vinaigrette, oil and vinegar, anything you would want. Yeah. Honey, that's another one too. Honey mustard and blue cheese dressing on salads. Why would you ever do it? It's so disgusting. Honey mustard and blue cheese are sauces to be dipped in, not to be put on salads. Yeah. Who wants honey mustard on their salad? Disgusting. People do it. I don't know. It's so weird, but people do it. Well, I guess if it's just lettuce and chicken, why not honey mustard? I love honey mustard on chicken. Yeah, but it's different because it's supposed to be on chicken. You're not putting it on romaine lettuce or kale. You're right. There needs to be a chicken component of that. So that's weird. Then the other ultimate weird thing that I used to see at the salad bar was the people that go no dressing. There was a guy we used to work with, Travis. Shout out Travis if you listen to the pod. He is a no dressing guy. Doesn't put any dressing. He eats just lettuce and nothing on it. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Is it for health reasons? No, he just doesn't like dressing on the salad. He just eats it plain. Who likes plain lettuce? I don't know if I've ever no met one. anyone that enjoys eating plain lettuce. No one. Literally no one. It's the weirdest move I've ever heard. Unless I was on a super extreme diet where I couldn't have any other calories. And even then you could do a little oil and vinegar. Exactly. I would never go no dressing on a salad. No, that's kind of like a serial killer move, if I'm being honest. 100%. Either All respect, th- Travis. Love you, Travis. Love you, Travis. Totally not a serial killer. But if anyone else, like if you were single, Steve, and you went on a, well, I feel like with the female, you might be like, oh, she's counting her cows, um, w- <laughs> yeah. which is a little <laughs> unfair. But if, what is the weirdest food thing that somebody could do on a date to make you go, hmm, weird? Because I, I think- put if, you off? Yeah, because I, I be think like- if- if I was single and I went out with a guy in my 20s and he was like, hey, I'm going to do the garden salad, no dressing. I'd be like, what? That would be pretty freaking weird. I think it's weird. one of two ways. It's either if you're way too picky of an eater or if you just don't care and you order the most gluttonous thing on the menu, right? What would you be your reaction if the play from your date in your 20s was, hey, no entree for me, but bring out the molten lava cake. Let's just get dessert <laughs> yeah. cooking real early. See that? It depends on her vibe. That could be kind of a fun, cute thing, but mm-hmm. it also could be a psycho thing. So it really depends on what the conversation's like. But if you don't really know her, that's kind of a, that's a little bit of a red flag move to not order anything and go straight for dessert. My wife would probably want to do that today. And it's totally acceptable because I obviously know Maddie. But on the first date, it was just like, yeah, let's skip to the tiramisu. I'd be like, mm, it's a little bit weird. Okay. Especially if you're like, so you're going to just eat this cake while I'm eating a steak? Then I would feel self-conscious that I was eating the entree while they were eating only dessert. Yeah. How awkward is it too? On a date, you always have to, if you're the guy, you always go second. I used to pick out a few things that I would eat and it would be based on what the girl ordered first, right? Oh my gosh, how? Wait, I never knew you, this thought process. You don't want to go first. You don't want to overdo it. You know, if she orders an entree, for example, if I'm really hungry and you're feeling it and she orders a salad and an entree, then I'll probably order a salad and an entree. But if she doesn't, if she just orders a salad, I'll probably slide it back and not order a big thing because I don't want to have this mound of food in front of me while she's eating a salad. Wow. I know. I know. I never knew that guys even contemplated what to order on a date because any date I've ever been on, I order whatever I want. That's why you're cool. You get it. Oh, I'm getting a burger. I'm normal. getting fries. I don't care. I'm, we're not going salad unless it's a chopped salad that I'm really into or it's a precursor to my entree. I mean, I'm a girl that likes to eat. You would get could, a burger and fries on first date? Oh, I have before. Totally. Interesting. How does that go over? I feel like that's one of two ways. Either she's really cool or like, whoa, that's a little aggressive. 
Well, we went to a place that was like, a, it was beer. So okay. So we got a beer and a burger and I was like, what's up? Let's throw the game on. You know what? The Midwest is different. I mean, I guess the, the, that, that's probably more socially acceptable in the Midwest to order a bratwurst, a beer, a yeah. burger, whatever, and just get after it. Even when I was younger, if I would go on dates, I always just felt like this is me. Take it or leave it. If you are put off that I'm ordering a burger, we're never going to work because I'm yep. going to be ordering a shit ton of burgers in my life. Yep. And I'm getting fries and I'm getting a side of ranch and some ketchup too because I like multiple condiments and I'm going to get a beer and we're going to hang out. But I've also been to super fancy restaurants on a first date. I guess that's the only time I've ever been really conscious about what I order because nine times out of 10, the guy's going to pick up the check and I never wanted to order something that was super extravagant money-wise. Even if I- Okay, yeah. Yeah, I would just be conscious of that. It's not that I would be like, oh, I'm not going to order a steak because he's going to think I'm too beefy if I order a steak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, ooh, 56. She's, she's beefy. She's beefy. But, 56 bucks for the filet mignon, probably too much, even if I want it, you know. I filet mignon, also super overrated. Super really? overrated. No flavor, none. You got to get a steak with a little bit of fat in it. I love a little petite filet. Yeah, I get that. That's like my wife. She likes a steak as well, but she likes filet mignon because it's small and it doesn't have this intense beefy flavor. But if I'm getting a steak, I'm getting like a New York strip. I'm getting a ribeye. I need something with some fat on it. So it's got some flavor in it. Otherwise, yeah, it's a tender piece of meat, but you need a sauce with it. And it's not a lot of meat either. Like, if you're getting steak, filet mignon is the most overrated choice there is. I also hate when you order a steak and somebody that you aren't super close with is in the mix there. And they're like, oh, you're going to dip your steak in sauce. I'm like, how about you just mind your own business? How about you focus on what you ordered and I'll focus on me dipping this in some A1, okay? Oh, see, I'm I'm a judgy A1 guy. I, oh. I, a good steak does not need A1. It just doesn't, period. And I, A1's not even does. that good. Okay, this is how I feel about steak sauce. I have a pretty consistent life motto that Malden sea salt makes everything better. You throw a little Malden sea salt, I don't care if it's, you know, we were talking about my workouts lately, Steve. Here's my post-workout play. I do a little rice cake a little almond butter, slice up some banana. We sprinkle a little Malden sea salt on it for some flavor, maybe a drizzle of agave nectar. Boom. Amazing snack. Malden sea salt is like being in love. It just makes everything you do better. Everything you eat is better. It's more flavorful. It's vibrant. I feel the same way about steak sauce. You can have a beautiful steak and guess what? You throw a little sauce on the side. It's just going to make it that much better. First off, the snack that you just described is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And I think I might have to add it to one of my questions for you, which is going to be who's more basic, which is our feature <laughs> coming up this week, because that is insane. A rice Why? cake with almond butter, please. And agave nectar. Get out of here with that. For, okay, I digress. Maybe I'll add that Wait, to the list. And a banana and a little molded sea salt. Just a little sprinkle on top. Please, please. But I, <laughs> I will die on this hill for the rest of my life. You don't need steak sauce on a good steak. And I don't eat steak a lot. So that's one of those things that you're eating steak all the time, you're eating shitty steak, then yeah, maybe you need steak sauce. But every time I have a steak, it's not at some terrible steak place. The steak doesn't need the steak sauce. The steak speaks for itself. I'm not calling you a noob specifically, but it's kind of a noob move to use steak sauce if you're really kind of a steak person. Fun fact about me that you didn't know, I used to be obsessed with A1. I used to put it on everything, chicken, steak, a little pork chop. I loved it. So much so that when I studied abroad in Italy, my parents shipped me a bottle of A1 to Italy because they didn't have it. And did the, Italian, the Italians like, who is this girl? The most American thing I've ever seen in my life. A1 well, then I, I never ate any meat there ever. I was doing the same things every day. My routine there was wake up, 
cappuccino, get a little blood orange on a cart on the way to school, have um, a chocolate calda, a little hot Checks chocolate. Out. Yeah, during the, <laughs> during the break at school. Then for lunch every day, I would have a big salad. They do a salad there. It's like lettuce, tuna, tomato, corn, a little buffalo mozzarella, um, oil and vinegar, boom. And then for dinner every night, we were eating pizza and then having duet scoops of gelato. Of I mean, it was rinse, repeat every day. It was awesome. Living your best European life. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, I think I left the bottle of steak sauce there and it was never open. That was the end of my, my A1 thing. I was just like, God, who needs a piece of meat when you've got pizza every day? It's okay to use steak sauce when you're having bad steak. Like say you have, you go to the ESPN calf, right? And you get a steak sandwich or something. Love the ESPN calf, but maybe not the greatest steak in the world. It's not bad, but it's not the greatest steak in the world. I could understand why you're putting steak sauce on that. But if you're at a restaurant, a nice restaurant, absolutely no need for it. I need to change your thought on this because I need to get you off of filet mignon. I need to get you off of steak sauce and eating the right, <laughs> the right types of steak and beef. This is going to be like me trying to get you on baseball. Oh, uh, no, it's not going to be that difficult because again, you're going to have one bite and be like, yep, you're right, Saruti, I was wrong. Okay, but do you marinate your steak? I'm more of a flavor. dry age guy than I am a marinade guy. Again, I don't do it myself because I'm of the opinion, I don't want to cook steak. It's difficult. I'll let an expert cook my steak, but I don't want to cook it on my grill. So I don't have it that often. I just really do it when I go out to restaurants. So it's not like I'm preparing it or anything or marinating it. Now, of course, I do love a good carne asada. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, duh. Of course. Um, if I'm just talking about like a T-bone steak or a, a New York strip steak, no, dry aged from the restaurant. I'll let them handle it. Typically, it's broiled, not grilled. That's the way to go. Okay, well, steaks aside, hanging out during the day aside, what else have you been up to? I went to a wedding last Friday. Wow, I what was know. that like? It was super weird. Actually, it was super fun, but... Of course, I weddings just, are a blast. I can't tell. I mean, granted, great people. Shout out to Sarah and Colin. Love you guys. But... I couldn't tell if it was because I hadn't done anything social in so long that I had such a great time. And I would have had a great time regardless because they're great people and they're great friends and it is what it is. But I felt like it was an amazing wedding and I wasn't sure if it was because I just hadn't done anything social in like what, six months? Yeah. At least, you know, so it was a good time. And the, but the, you know, of course, everyone's wearing masks. It was a little bit weird. It was kind of like everyone was kind of walking on eggshells. Then of course, the more drinks you have, then the kind of the less, I guess, you know, into yeah. it you are about being protective and stuff like that. But I had a blast. I don't know how everybody else felt. Maddie was cool with it. We were there with we a couple of her friends as well. There were people that were masked the entire time. There were people that didn't. But the problem is when you're eating and drinking and dancing, it's hard to really stay inside the lines. But it was really, really good to just get out and do something in the public again around people. Okay, if you don't mind me asking, how many people were there, roughly? There was under 100, I think. So it was yeah. anywhere between 75 and 100. It was outdoors. Everything was outdoors. It was hot. At the tables, everyone was spread out and distanced. So it wasn't like you had to sit on top of somebody, basically, how it's usually like you know, pack 12 people into a table. I think there was five people in our table total. So wow. yeah, so it was cool. But of course, as the night goes on, you're talking to people, you're pulling your mask down, you're dancing on the dance floor. Things are flying, sweat's flying, who knows what's going on. I wasn't really worried about it, but it was kind of weird. It was definitely weird in the moment. I can't even remember what that feels like mm -hmm. to be in a big group of people like that. My friends, Katie and Matt, they were supposed to get married in June and then they pushed it back to August. And then they were just kind of like, this is too difficult from a logistics standpoint. So we're just going to have a small ceremony with our uh, immediate family and we'll maybe get married in a year or two, depending on what the world looks like. But that was the only wedding I even had on deck, which is crazy because normally I have a million lined up per summer. No, we but... have a lot of friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's up? No, they just know that I'm going to give them a check. But 
that probably was so fun. And I bet it would have been fun anyway, because your friends are a blast, I'm sure. But it's just like anything in life. When you haven't done something in forever, something that you really like and that's really fun, it's amplified. When we first had Cardinal Baseball back, after not having Cardinal Baseball back, the day (laughs) that we were at the stadium for the home opener, there was no one there. No one there. And I was on cloud nine. I was like, we are getting baseball back tonight. So I'm sure that even though it looked different and it felt different, it was probably such a good time. Shout out to the couple for getting that chance to have some sense of normalcy. And I know some people listening will be like, they should have done that, whatever. But if people there were wearing masks and they were socially distancing and they were being respectful and responsible, people have to make their own choices and do what they got to do, you know? Well, first off, statistically, Connecticut is the best state as far as dropping uh, positive rates. So Connecticut, if anybody could do it, it would be Connecticut. We're okay. You know what? We're on top of this thing. Great job, Connecticut. Way to flatten the curve. We're, we're number one in something. Uh, that's about it. That's probably the Hartford one. Hartford has it. Hartford number, has number it. Number one in pizza and number one in reducing COVID. But you know me, I'm typically kind of like an introvert too. I don't know. I, I like to go out, but I definitely have a hard time where I'm like, I'm ready to go home, right? Whether it's 10 p.m., 11 p.m., whatever it is, I hit that wall and I'm like, nope, I'm good. Time to go home. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. And I think it was just because I, my body, mentally, I had forgotten how cool it was to just be around people, and interact and tell jokes and do something that wasn't just watching Netflix. My birthday just passed and my friends and HBD. I- HB. <laughs> Your favorite text. (laughs) So Rudy consistently bringing the heat with the birthday text every year. I could anticipate it coming and it still makes me laugh the hardest. He just says, yo, a million O's, HBD. Yeah. I feel like people laugh at it. It's kind of my go-to thing. I I do that to my sisters. I do that to, I would probably do that to Maddie. Be like, hey, HBD, Maddie, you're my wife. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's just funny. Yo, HBD. You should just be happy that I remembered. So you're welcome. I mean, I'm sure Maddie told you. No, no, I remembered. I knew because I remember we had discussed it. I had it in my mind. It was almost one of those things where it's like, nope, now I'm going to forever remember Michelle's birthday. What is it? It's the 13th. Oh my God, great job. What what do you mean? Why would you you think I was going to forget the day? Come on. Now ask me in two months and I don't know, but we'll see. I thought that Maddie would just be like, hey, it's Michelle's birthday. Give her a shout. No, did I text you first or did did Maddie text you first? Uh, well, she and I were texting the night before, so technically mm. it was midnight, Soft. and she was just like, what are we doing for the birthday? But technically, with the happy birthday, like the yo HVD, you, on Thank the you. actual day. Well, all right, birthday I'm girl, impressed. what's up? Happy belated birthday. What else is new with you? Oh my God, literally nothing. It was the worst birthday in the history of birthdays. I'm a Leo. I'm someone that loves I don't know birthday. what that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, Leos are like, <laughs> they love a party. They love attention. They love all sorts of stuff. We're fierce and dramatic. I'm just listing things that sound like negatives towards me. Really but, quick, I'm going to add that for the future. Who's more basic feature that we're going to do in about five minutes. I'm going to go ahead and add that one as well. Oh my God. I'm just really throwing myself into a You've given me two examples already. We haven't even started. Yeah, just a little bit of a tease. In a couple minutes here, Steve came up with the idea for us to play this game with one another called Who's More Basic? Because I think Saruti is more of a basic bitch than I am, and he begs to differ. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I might be more basic than you. I'm not afraid to admit that, but we're going to find out. Well, listen, bro, you showed up to this wearing a pink tee, so I already I am ready I to go. Ready to go. My bad. To circle back to what you were saying about going out and doing things leading up to my birthday, my friends were like, what are we going to do for your birthday? Because every year my birthday fell on the week that we would move back to school. So whether it was in high school before we went back to school or in college, it was always Michelle's birthday is the big one because it was really just a party for everyone. And um, one of my friends was like, hey, should we go on a trip? We can go on a road trip. You know, we can go here. We can go there. I go, I'm afraid 
to go somewhere. I've been in Missouri for so long that I don't know how I will react when I am set free. I am afraid that I'm going to wake up. It's going to be like a Britney Spears, 55 hours in Vegas. I may have married a stranger. I may have shaved my head. I may be attacking someone with an umbrella, but there will be some sort of really extreme thing that happens. And I don't know what, and I'm nervous for it, but we did not do that. Instead, just a very low-key, boring pandemic birthday. Which was sit on the couch, hanging out. Did you go out? No, what happened? Um, did some things, did some dinners, you know, with people that I care about, had a little family party, a family pool party, which by the way, got pretty lit. We're talking beer pong in the pool. We're talking all day drinking. We are talking kebabs on the grill. I mean, it was an nineties rap on the speakers. Baseball on the television. I knew it. There we go. Cardinal (laughs) baseball going on. It was awesome. It was a really fun time, but my family is really fun and all my cousins are my friends too. So, but, um, it was fine. I mean, you'll get this in a couple months when you have a pandemic birthday. It's just like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It just feels like so many bad things are happening. There's nothing to celebrate. I don't want to celebrate like, Oh, congrats. I was born today. The day that used to be the most fun is now like, ugh, let's just pass it by. Well, that's another thing about the wedding that was cool, I think, was it was just a happy thing that happened for the first time in however yeah. long. <laughs> it was just like, oh, cool. We don't have to be at each other's throats constantly. And everyone's arguing about whether or not, you know, everyone's wearing a mask properly. Everyone was just pumped to see these two people get married, hang out with each other, you know, try to be somewhat safe, and then hopefully go back and social distance for two weeks. Well, mazel to them. That's amazing. Other than that, Steve, the only new update that I have for you that I was going to tell you is that I did watch an interesting show recently called Unwell on Netflix, right up my alley. It's basically about trends in the wellness space and if they are real or not. And it kind of debunks them. It talks about the benefits, but also talks about some of the negatives. And they talk about essential oils and how people use it as kind of a curing mechanism. They talked about bee sting therapy, how people get stung by bees because they think the venom helps cure certain things like um, Lyme disease and stuff like that. They talked about tantric sex. I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones were. But the one that got me, the one that I have to bring up to you, (laughs) it was one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. There's this entire subsect of adults in America that drink breast milk. Yes, that's right. They call it mother's milk. It Ew. is, I thought that That's was, so weird. Yeah. I thought it was so gross. It's adults calling it mother's milk. And there's a bunch of different cases. There was a guy who drinks it because he thinks it helped cure his cancer. But they followed a bodybuilder who was drinking mother's milk from a stranger that he met on Facebook and he would buy her breast milk and he would put it in his smoothies and he thought it was going to help him with his gains. First off, mother's milk is so, it's so much creepier than breast milk. I mean, 100%. breast milk is kind of a weird term, but for being honest, it just is. When you say breast milk, it's one of those things where, you know, you're like a 12 year old inside of you just starts laughing. Um, <laughs> but mother's milk is so much more creepy and gross. Ugh. I know. Ew. It's, mother's milk to me sounds like that kid from Game of Thrones. You know, with oh the, my god, yeah. Um, what was his name? I can't remember. Oh my god, he was the worst. It was Lady, uh, Lady Aaron, Lady Catherine's sister, right? No, but wasn't it Lady Aaron? I think it was Lady Aaron, yeah. Well, it was his son's name because remember, there's the moon in the floor, the moon yeah. Door. Their place was sick, 
Yeah, um, Lindor. What the heck was their name? Now I gotta look. Littlefinger was the one that was. We like, like married her, right? Yeah, yeah. He was literally 14 and he was breastfeeding still. Yeah, and he was the worst kid ever because he would just, he would like impulsively complain and yell at adults because he was the prince. And you're like, dude, nobody likes you. You're the worst. Yeah, what you the heck was his name? Hold so, on. Oh, Robin. Robin. Yes. Yes. Right? That's it, right? Robin? I think it was Robin. Let me look up his Robin name. Robin Aaron. Now. For some reason, it just came to me. Robin Aaron. I think you're right. Game of Thrones. What's their, what, what was their house? House Aaron, I think. Yeah, House Aaron. Yeah, you're right. House Aaron. Exactly. That kid was Look at the me. worst. Game of he, Thrones. Please. I know. I'm kind of impressed by you. Um, <laughs> he you. he drank mother's milk pretty religiously. And look at how he turned out. He was the worst character, one of the worst characters in the show. But I just thought it was so bizarre. The guy was like, oh, you know, my baby mama, after she had our kids, I would drink her breast milk and I've never been in better shape. And then we broke up and now I'm dating some other girl and I need it for my gains. And so he literally went on like Facebook marketplace and bought breast milk and met this woman at a restaurant and they exchanged it. And then his girlfriend would make it for him. She would defrost it and she would put honey in it and stuff. And then they would share it. And I just thought to myself, okay, everybody has their own things that they do that they feel comfortable with. And they talk about this on the show, how mothers will donate breast milk to other babies because Mm -hmm. if a baby's adopted or if it's in the NICU, there's all these different circumstances to where a baby might not get the breast milk it needs and how breast milk is obviously super beneficial for a baby. I cannot imagine in any world dating a guy and he's like, hey babe, will you heat up this stranger's breast milk for my post-workout snack. And then I would be like, right on top of that, honey. I'll be right there. You know, my first thought is, there's obviously the people that do it because they think that they can get gains, which by the way, I just looked this up. There is no extra protein. There's not a lot of protein in breast milk. So I don't even know what they're doing it for. It's, it's for growing babies who don't even need a lot of protein. Yeah, there's maybe pro- recovery. I forget what he said. There's more protein in regular milk and you know, sheep's milk, cow's milk, whatever, because they're young, grow faster. What's up? Shouts out to a, a little biology lesson there for you. Um, <laughs> but the other part of that would be there's got to be guys that drink it because it's a fetish thing, right? Probably. And that's where mother's milk comes in because that sounds disgusting. Right? And I thought that too. I'm like, if a guy says to you, hey, I bought this stranger's breast milk on Facebook Marketplace and I'm going to drink it, that's gross in itself. If he says, hey, I bought a stranger's mother's milk. Will you heat it up for me? Maybe mix a little honey in while I'm at the gym. I would be like, we are breaking up. Yeah. And no, it, I will not. <laughs> if I ever had a friend that uttered any of those sentences, I'd be like, hey, uttered, man, we, we, uttered. <laughs> nice. There you go. Good one. Um, if anyone ever uttered any of those, one of my friends ever said that, I'd be like, hey, man, we had a good run, but we just can't be friends anymore. Sorry, dude. That's it. Yeah. Is that a point of delineation for you? That if your friend was drinking a stranger's breast milk to get gains, that you would be like, hey, we've ha- it's over. We're good here. I would feel like I would need to do an intervention and be like, you can't be buying black market breast milk off of Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just, that's, just, that's where I draw the line in our friendship. Yeah, totally. And I mean, not to spoil it, but everybody, <laughs> another milk pun. Nice. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're on fire today. Let's go. Watch out. Here we go. <laughs> no, but they, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't recover from that. That was disgusting. That was good. Thank you. But anyway, everybody should watch it. It's a very intriguing series. But one of the things that they showed is they had these scientists who ordered, I say ordered, but essentially purchased breast milk from all these different places online and then they would test them and shocking surprise 
some of the bacteria that's oh, in yeah. breast milk that's super important for growth is dead by the time it gets shipped there. It was essentially like cocaine where a lot of it was totally watered down with either water or regular milk and women were just kind of siphoning it off so they could sell it and make some coin. So I think a lot of it's placebo effect anyway. These guys are drinking it being like, oh my God, my pecs look amazing. It's definitely the mother's milk. And they're like, hey bro, that's actually 2%. You were swindled. Would you ever, because we talked about the foot fetish thing last week and you being offered $300 to some guy who wanted pictures of your feet. What would you be more likely to do? Sell your future breast milk or sell pictures of your feet? Steve, 100% pictures of my feet. Okay. <laughs> that is a substance that came out of my body intended to nourish my child. Yeah, but you might be able to make a decent amount of money. I mean, if we're talking about Facebook black market mother's milk, who knows? Sign me up. That is so true. So one woman talked about how she has hyperlactation syndrome. So she's producing way more than her baby would ever need anyway. Oh, well, she donated a lot of it to other babies in need, but she's like, I'll sell it to this guy. Like, I don't really care what he does with it. And she's like, by the way, his money from something that I was going to just dump down the sink is paying for my child's care. And do you think people drink it neat? Do you think it chilled? Neat? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I'll just take a, a mother's milk on the rocks. I'll, yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll take some mother's milk neat, please. Thank you. <laughs> I would never drink mother's milk. I would never drink breast milk, but if I was forced not- to- can we just put a pause on mother's milk because I'm getting really weird. Listen, you were the one that brought it up. I didn't even know that was a thing. And now I feel like I'm calling it wrong by calling it breast milk. But if you're forced to drink breast milk, like if somebody's saying you absolutely have to do this for whatever reason, you cannot drink breast milk from someone you know, right? It has to be a stranger. No, I would rather drink it from someone I know because I know where they've been. What if you're buying it off Facebook Marketplace? First of all, probably not a great place to buy it if we're being clear here. Yeah, if you're buying like a table off of Facebook Marketplace, like places that you buy used tables and used things like furniture, you also probably shouldn't be buying nutrients on that. Right. Body substances off of that. A fluid that comes from a body. Just a life tip from the small talk there for you. You know, we're just throwing (laughs) out some hacks. People helping people. Powerful stuff. But I don't know if that person, where they've been, what if they have a disease that I don't know about? That's a good point. You know what I mean? I would rather get it from my friend who I know is healthy and A1 than getting it from some stranger. Okay, but how would you feel about this? Say you and Maddie had a baby. We're talking little Luca Ceruti in the world with us. And she's like, hey, I have extra breast milk in the freezer. I'm selling it to a dude on Facebook Marketplace. You would be fine with that? Yeah, for sure. I'd be like, let's dupe some idiots because that's, why not? I mean, I would never buy it, but yeah, I would be like, sure, if we have extra and we don't need it other than throwing it away, we can make, I think you can make like 10 bucks an ounce or something I was reading. It's expensive. So hell yeah. Oh, wow. Because on the show, I think it was like 50 cents an ounce. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like high end stuff. Maybe that's the official stuff. Maybe it's not on the black market. Yeah. Maybe that's like directly from the teat. Yeah. Yeah. I want some farm to table breast milk, not, uh, not, not some random right. Facebook marketplace breast milk. Oh my God. Anyway, please watch that because that's what I've been doing. Wild birthday week over here. I was say, watching- so your birthday was lit. Cool. <laughs> wow. I'm watching Unwell talking about breast milk. Yeah. And you know what they say about couples that there truly is a lid for every pot. There is a lid for every pot. It doesn't matter what you're into, whether it's feet pics, 
breast milk, whatever it is you're into, unless it's murder. And even then. Well, even then, I mean, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I did watch a documentary on Scott Peterson who murdered his wife and his unborn child and got major, major fan mail in jail, which was gross. Yeah, and but, Jeffrey Dahmer too, right? Everybody yeah. was in the, yeah, oh my Charles God. Manson. I mean, yeah. yeah. Whether you're into feet pics or breast milk or you maybe have murdered someone, don't lose hope. There is someone out there for you. Um, okay, well, that leads us to our game here that we want to do. Oh, fire right? If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that Steve and I are both very judgmental people. And one of the things that I have particular disdain for is a basic bitch. I get annoyed by things that are very overdone, if you will. I don't like things that are hyper, hyper mainstream. But I'm also a hypocrite because I have many basic bitch tendencies and so does Steve. And we've had this kind of ongoing side debate over who is more of a basic bitch, Steve or I. And so he came up with a great idea that we should play a game called who is more basic. And Steve, I'm going to just give you the floor here. You can explain the parameters, the guardrails here, and then we're going to find out who is more basic. Yeah. So you're 100% right. I think both of us have those tendencies. and I'm not even afraid to admit it. You know, I try not to be a hypocrite. So I'm fully aware that I have very basic tendencies. I like to think that I'm not completely basic, but you know, everyone has their own thing. I like Taylor Swift. That's basic. If liking Taylor Swift makes me basic, then, you know, I don't want to be not basic. But I think what we should do is I have a list and you have now a list of 10 or so questions. They're almost pointed questions trying to prove that the other person is basic by pointing out something we think that they may have done. Now, some of these things I know you've done, some of them I don't know, but I just think they're general basic bitch things that people do. And I guess at the end, we'll just tally up and see whoever has the highest score. Okay, I love that. All right, well, who wants to go first then, you or me? I'll go first because you went first last time on the, uh, with the gross word draft. Hold on, let me get situated here so that I'm ready to take you on in this battle. I have so many good ones. I mean, there's so many obvious ones too. I tried to be a little bit specific with things that you do. But I'll get to those a little bit later. This one, I think, is one of the most basic bitch of basic bitch things you could do. Have you ever quoted Marilyn Monroe or Aubrey Hepburn on social media? Oh, you know what? I can't say that I've done it recently, but I guarantee you in my sorority days, (laughs) there was, oh my God, wait. Uh, what is it? What is the quote? It's like, life is either one thing, classy or fabulous, Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel, exactly. Yeah. Oh Throw her God. in there too. Yep, 100%. exactly. 100%. That used to be my away message for like two years. What's the Marilyn Monroe one? It's like, if you can make a girl laugh, you can make her do anything. And you're just, <laughs> I never did that. Oh my God, that is so lame. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ugh, I've seen that Instagram caption like a thousand times. Get a new one. Plus, all these Marilyn Monroe quotes were from what? Like 70 years ago. They don't apply to today. Sorry. Okay, hold on. Let me find. Oh my God, this was it. This was so it. This was definitely on my Facebook bio circa 2006. A girl should be two things, classy and fabulous. Yes. Every basic girl has posted that as an away message, as an Instagram caption, everything. Exactly. That is a good one. Okay. Have a little tally, tally score here. Damn it. Good one, Steve. Yep. But you know what? Does that even count? That was back in the archives. It counts. If you've done it at all in your life, it counts. Okay. You've evolved, though. I'll give you credit for that. You have evolved. Thank you. All right, Steve, this one's for you. Do you have a sign or a picture frame in your house that has words on it? Like something that says maybe in the kitchen, gather, or a live, laugh, love, or a picture frame that says family, and inside of it is a picture of your family. 
This is such a good one because every time that we go to Home Goods or at home or TJ Maxx or whatever, any of those stupid home places where like everything is, they need to feel that like they need to use a word to describe everything in your house. I look at the gather ones, these massive gather signs. It does feel like that skews Southern too, like in the vintage barn houses, especially like Chip and Joanna on the HGTV network or whatever. They have gather signs in every room in the house because they just totally. want to be this community of family oriented, whatever. And it's such BS and I make fun of it every time I go out. But- I don't think we have a, we definitely don't have a live, laugh, love one. I actually made the joke the other day because there was a live, laugh, love one at the store at home. And I want to know if there was a family faith football one for dudes, but <laughs> because that is the equivalent of, of yeah. live, laugh, love is family yeah. faith football. But I don't think we do. I'm going to be honest with you. Now in our bathroom, I will say this, we do have a soap container thing that says wash on it. So I guess that does count though, right? It counts. But we bought it because it was the only one and it was at TJ Maxx. But I guess that technically does count. But I don't have a gather one. Oh. I don't have a family one. I don't Hold have on. like a- Do you have anything at your house that says Cerruti's established 2018? Okay, we do. Yes, I knew we it. Do, yes. but, okay, we do. But let me run this by you because it's very important. Okay. They were all gifted by my mom. So we didn't buy them, but they're in our house because my mother loves anything that has a C on it. Okay, that counts. <laughs> then we are guilty as charged. Yes, we have Basic. lots of C's. Love it. And we do have an established 2017 sign in our house. I knew it. I knew it. Bought as well. Yep. Yep. Good times. Thanks, yep. Angie. All right. So we're tied. One apiece. Okay. This could end up being 10-10. We might have to go into extra time. Have you ever worn the combination of Uggs and yoga pants? 100% yes. Yep. Other than pumpkin spice lattes, which I don't have on here because I don't even want to give it any time of day because I hate them. They're terrible. They don't, they don't have any pumpkin in them, which is so weird. I found that out the other day. But, a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar. But the second most basic thing ever is girls wearing leggings and Uggs. Again, college. And if I can defend myself here, I went to the University of Illinois. Champaign is very flat. It is very cold. That winter wind comes in fast and it comes in furious. There is only one or two things you do when it's that cold. You wear Uggs because they are lined and they're very warm or you're going to wear snow boots. So I went Uggs all the time. They were disgusting i never wore them out really in public it was like i'm wearing this to class because it's cold out but yeah definitely i was the girl i would have uggs two layers of socks yoga pants a hooded sweatshirt with my sorority letters on it and like a north face jacket over yeah. it yeah that was literally every girl growing up that went to college between like 2006 and 2015 pretty much yeah so you're just dredging up bad things from my past here do you know that i have a pair of man leggings no. I do. They're athletic leggings, so I don't know if that changed anything. I sometimes wear them either running or working out or playing hoops. I just think they look cool, and that's why I bought them. But yes, I have man leggings. Are they full to the ankle? Yep, full leg. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're super comfortable, and I love them. Do you wear shorts over them? Oh, yeah. I would never. I'm not like Terrell Owens or something, and I walk <laughs> out of my house with them. No. It's weird for dudes to just have the bulge there hanging out wearing freaking leggings. That's odd. So, yes, <laughs> especially if you're well put together. A guy who's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not this because I have no muscle in my entire body. I'm skin and bones. But a good dude wearing leggings and shorts and a t-shirt, that's a good look. That's a hot look. Yeah, there was this guy that I used to know. And I would see him at the gym and he was always in man leggings and gym shorts, but he was put together. He looked good. It's a look that not everybody could pull off, but if you do, it's a good look for a dude. If you can pull it off, you know that you can pull it off. I think I could pull it off though. I think I do. They're just gray. They're gray. Well, they're gray and black. And uh, yeah, I just wear more a pair of shorts. It looks and honestly, fashionable. And honestly, if I could wear Uggs, I would wear Uggs too, because Uggs seem super comfortable. So you I'm not even wear. blaming you for this. All right, Steve, my next one for you. Does your dog have an Instagram account? 
Okay, that's not my fault though. It's not my Instagram account. I would have never made an Instagram account for my dog. Have you ever liked it? Of course, because if I didn't, I would get yelled at. I'm just saying you love your dog. There's I don't think this been, one counts. There's probably been like a Mumford hashtag that you've done. I've never done it. I've never posted on it. We have one, but it's run completely by my wife. And I don't blame we her for it. We have one. We have one. Well, if I did not, I love Maddie, but if she wasn't around, Mumford would not have an Instagram <laughs> account. I'll tell you that right now. So I don't think that counts. Hmm. Okay, fine. I won't give you a tally, but we will let the people decide if you disagree with that and you think Steve should be marked for this, hit us up. Listen, we'll circle back if it's close in the end and that decides it. I feel like I should be given the benefit of the doubt. So let's circle back on that. Okay. All right. Next one for you. Have you ever dressed up as sexy blank for Halloween and the sexy thing should never have been sexy in the first place? Like sexy pumpkin. I have not. Whoa. And even better, my friends and I in college were the antithesis of sexy Disney characters. We actually may have talked about this one time on the pod. We went as Smurfs. We went as ghosts and we went as trolls. But not sexy, literally just trolls. Literally white face, black eyes, sheet over my head, camel back full of vodka on my back, woven through my sheet on my head, jumping out of people saying, boo. So you weren't a sexy mouse like Karen from Mean Girls? No, I was not a sexy mouse. Well, what's her line? I'm a mouse, duh. I'm right? a mouse, duh. Yeah, so we would have gotten along in college for sure because oh, I, yeah. I would gravitate to the girls that actually had creative costumes and not just, like, I'm a sexy pumpkin. It's like, this is stupid. No, you just want an excuse to look a little bit risque that night. And that's okay. I'm not blaming okay. you, you, but just do that. it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Own it. No, our senior year, all 15 of us that lived in the house, we took empty water bottles and we combed our hair up into kind of a triangle oh, and we yeah. spray painted it like a troll. And then we got nude tank tops and we stuffed a belly and then we put a gem on it and we were trolls. <laughs> All the dudes I'm sure were very interested that night. And then we did a dance called the <laughs> troll shuffle. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I'm proud of you. Yeah. We were all single. Good for you. Well, you know, it checks out. At least you weren't fully basic. But yeah, Steve, I wasn't going to be a risque Disney character. That's just not really in my wheelhouse. It's not my personality. And we always wanted to be funny. We would come up with funny costumes for exchanges and stuff we did. We just thought that having a personality was better than showing off your bod. But hey, if you want to show off your bod, more power to you. Do it on that Halloween. It's show off your body the rest of the year. Why does it have to be Halloween? I don't get it. Anyway. I mean, these college girls have Instagram. They can flaunt whatever they've got at any time. That's true. Come on. Girls in my era, Halloween was their time to shine. That's you know? okay. I'll give you that. That's true. Because it is the one time of year where you can kind of your dip your toe in the water a little bit, if you know what I mean. Totally. All right, Steve, next one for you. Do you have more than three candles around your house that smell like food? Oh, no. Wow. Not where I thought you were going with that. Because I actually have, I won't say this one. I, mine was, do you at least have five candles in your home? I have a lot of candles, but none of them are food. They're all wood. All of them are wood? They're either cedar, balsam, fireplace. They're all wood. Maddie and I have a very strict, we like wood policy. I don't like any of the seasonal ones. I don't like the apple pie ones. That's, I what like... I, that's where I was going. Do you oh. have an apple pie, something or another? Do you have fresh baked brownies? Nope. In the Cranberries. Nope, I don't. Nope. Okay. Do not. Proud to say I don't. I'm a big candle guy. And I do feel like that does make me basic. To answer your question, the answer is no. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good times. True or false, you get really invested in The Bachelor. False. Okay. Interesting. The I only time a Bachelor I've ever, person. And I have that down here too. No, false. Oh, the only time I've ever watched it is with you when we watched it for work, yeah. when we and had to watch count. it. Yeah. That and that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Okay. 
That is a basic girl tendency, though. Not a bachelor person. Steve, do you have anything in your home that is a repurposed mason jar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love mason jars. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. I'll buy them new. I'll, I'll reuse old ones. Love mason I drink out of mason jars. I mean, I love making a cocktail in a mason jar. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> it's so Pinteresty of you. I love it's it. It's just, it's got a wide mouth. I love the thing. You put a cap on it. It's easy to shake. Oh, what is there not to like about mason jars? I don't get it. I love it. Okay. You abbreviate adjectives, true or false. Give me an example. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not excessive with it, but I have left <laughs> yeah. a delish or two in my day. There Who we go. It? Hey, it's okay. Not judging you, but I'm going to just check that off as a yes. Okay, fine. All right, Steve. I'm looking at my list here, saying where I want to go. You're at a party. There's two beverages sitting in front of you. A Bud Light or a White Claw? True or false, you're going Claw. 100% yes. <laughs> I don't like Bud Light. Bud Light doesn't taste good. I don't drink cheap beer like that anymore. I'm not in college. It's not that I love White Claws or seltzers in general, but they just make you feel better. So yeah, no doubt about it. But I'm exclusively drinking the grapefruit one. Oh, does that give you a 0.5 here? That probably, that, makes me, basic. that probably makes me more basic. I should have kept that one to myself. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we are outing ourselves here. It's okay. This is a, you know, we're just being us. It's not the end of the world. Um, all right. Next one. Let's see. Let's pick a good one. Because I actually have more than 10. I'm just trying to pick the best 10. You wear scarves that can be confused for blankets. No. Really? I have pashminas that I got in Italy that I'll sometimes wear, but those are light. They're not flannel. They're not thick. I don't do the thick flannel one. It gets too caught up in your coat. It's not that I don't like them. It's just too much. Oh, see, Maddie has a dozen basically blankets that she wears as scarves. And it's just an excuse to throw this on with a t-shirt and not really have to get dressed up. It's awesome. I wish I could do it myself. I wish I could wear scarves more often. So this isn't even a judgmental thing. It's just an observation. Well, my next one, Steve, was that fall is your favorite season, true or false? Very much true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's probably the most basic thing about me. Yeah. And I had to use that one. Okay, Steve. So it seems like we're tied here. Three apiece through six. So you're up. I think things are about to get spicy here at the end. Yeah, this is good. I actually have a lot of great ones left as well. Here we go. Do you, every time you eat a carb, say I shouldn't be eating this carb? Damn it, yes! <laughs> <laughs> that that was such, a little bit pointed. Yeah, I'm sorry. That is such a good one. Well, not all the time, because I do love pizza and pasta. But or you're, you're just like eating french fries. You go, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. And you just eat an entire thing of french fries no, anyway. No, actually, now that we're talking through this, if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it. I don't say it in the moment. Will I shame myself and go to the gym later? Absolutely. I think that still counts. Yeah, Yeah, it totally still counts. Yeah. But I very much subscribe to the motto of play for the tie. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to eat something bad, I'm going to work out. And that can sometimes be annoying because if you eat something bad, you want to just savor it. Just do it. But I will definitely be like, ugh, had some fries, got to go to the gym Hey, uh, abs are cool, but... Carbs are way cooler. Abs are cool, but have you ever had pizza? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I would never be able to have abs in that way. I'm not disciplined enough eating. I want to eat things that are not going to allow me to have abs. And I'm just okay with that at this point in my life. Yeah, I couldn't care less. Pre-quarantine, we all know that when I go on vacation, I'm going to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. No one's going to tell me no. If I want gelato six times a day, guess what we're doing? We're firing up gelato six times a day. And I wish I could live my life like that, but I'd be obese. 
Well, you're also chicken and rice shelly now. So how's that going? You know what? This is bullshit that you just called me chicken. <laughs> Not only Shelly, Steve, but chicken and rice. Well, I feel Shelley. like the chicken and rice is this alter ego of you. So that's why I said Shelly. Chicken and rice Shelly is totally different than Michelle. Uh, I shouldn't say this because my trainer, Paul, does listen to the podcast, but I've definitely fallen off the protein show oh, bandwagon Shelley. already. Sorry, Paul. Got to work some breast milk into that. Paul and I talked about the breast milk and he was like, what? I'm like, yeah. listen, I saw it on Netflix. Okay. It's not like I'm into this now. I'm not like, Hey Paul, <laughs> in place of the protein powder that you recommended to me, I'm using breast milk. Yeah. Hey, I read this thing online. I'm pretty sure you're wrong and it's right. Right. Okay. I'm up next. So this is for the tie again. That was a good one. Okay. Well, one of the ones I had written down, I will just use this. Steve, true or false. You have at one time in your life gone on a crash diet. What's that? What? What's a crash? Oh, damn it. What do you mean? What is a crash diet? I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm going on a juice cleanse or I'm going keto for two weeks or I'm going vegan for two weeks. You needed to get in shape for something. So you went on a diet for a period of time. I've never been on a diet in my entire life. I hate Not even you. once. I'm, I hate you. My life, my diet and my lifestyle is everything in moderation. If I have a buffalo chicken wrap for dinner one night, I'm going to have a, sal a healthy salad the next day for lunch. That's what I do. I don't feel the need to, okay, this week I'm just going to eat this. I just don't do that. I just try to balance everything out day to day. So no, I mean, I have, as a joke, done a juice cleanse for like a half a day. Remember that time? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. still on a show, but that doesn't really count. And that's annoying because I was going to ask you if you've been on a juice cleanse because I knew that was a layup for me. So I guess I can't use that one anymore. I went on one last week. You beat me to it. There you go. The difference is though, Steve, is that you never gain weight. Uh, yeah, I fluctuate. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be like, hey, look at me. I'm so cool. But because I have no muscle on my body whatsoever. So I'm very self-deprecating in the fact that I'm not the ideal male figure. But you're right. My weight only fluctuates a couple pounds here and there. Damn it. I had a better one I should have used. But I thought maybe at some point for something you were like, okay, we're going to go full chicken, only grilled nope. chicken. I've been on every possible diet that you could ever think of. Literally try, ever. Try this Rudy diet. Everything in moderation. Works well for me. I don't know what it is about women, but there's something about us that we just like to punish ourselves with food. It's terrible. But before a big wedding or for spring break, I mean, we used to work out like two times a day and only eat a can of beans leading up to spring break. So unhealthy. Disgusting. I know, I know a girl that lost a ton of weight literally just eating sauteed kale and drinking diet Mountain Dew. Hmm. Probably not super healthy for you. I wouldn't recommend that one, but yeah, yeah. it worked. So seems kind of counterintuitive, you know. Teach their own. Well, it's, I don't know. It's diet Mountain Dew. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't do that, but she looks great. So good for her. She keep it off. Yeah. Respect. I don't, I don't know if she still does that, but at the time, yeah, she was basically just eating sautéed kale and diet Mountain Dew. She's like, you know what? It's a good six years now. I've been on the <laughs> sautéed kale and Mountain Dew diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love a good Mountain Dew though, but I don't drink diet soda. So it's disgusting. Okay, um, your turn. Okay. Let's see, since you took, wow, you took a few of mine. You have a secret life goal to be a real housewife one day, like the television show. Okay. So Not even a secret goal, just you would like to be a real housewife one day. That would be a fun life for you. Totally, yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. No, okay. First of all, we know I live for Bravo. We know I love Bravo. And by the way, quick aside, I've gotten several, and I mean several DMs from people asking if we could talk about below deck med and i have responded to almost everyone saying i've got to get saruti on board so i have a quick preposition for you steve okay will you watch this season of below deck med on bravo if i remove your final two cardinals games from the schedule i will yes 
I'm telling you, it's about boating and drama. No. There's maps and yachts and deckhands. There's all sorts of stuff going on that I know you would like and we could talk about. No, I mean, I know I would like that show more than I like baseball. So I will take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, done. <laughs> I really wanted you to watch it. I know you're not super down with reality TV, but I was like, if I take baseball off the table, I bet he'll do it. Yeah, deal. Done deal. Okay, here's why I would hate to be a housewife and here's why I would love it. I would hate it because you're exposing your life and your family and the people nearest and dearest to you to fame. And you're exposing all of these personal things about yourself, which, I mean, I guess we kind of do in this podcast, but we keep some things protected. Do you think those women really care? I feel like they all just want to be famous. They don't care. Right. They don't care. I would care. Okay. If yeah. I, well, you, because you have a soul and you're a good person <laughs> and yeah, like... Like if I was dealing with something in my family, like if my husband and I were having problems, I would not want cameras in my house or in my therapy sessions, blasting it to the world. And now listen, as a consumer, I'm like, get the popcorn ready. What is happening with Phaedra and Apollo? Are they going to break up? What is the deal? Apollo's going to jail. Oh my gosh, she's pregnant. What's happening? I love it as Crazy. a consumer. Throwback to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. If it was my life, I would absolutely hate it. Now, here's why I would love to be a housewife because you're clearly loaded and your life is about lunching with your friends going on vacation with them and getting wasted and then doing charity events it sounds like an awesome life i've always said if i was to be a trophy husband i would have no problem doing that and i would be happily at home you know chilling being super rich and that's what i would do but those women and I haven't watched it. My sister's really into it. I think Maddie watched a little bit. I know you watched a lot. They're always just yelling at each other. And there's so much drama that I feel like you would never live a happy life. Though. There's always some shit that you have to deal with. And I don't want to do that. I don't want drama. Okay, but I liken it to this. They are friends, but they're castmates, right? They have lives outside of that. It's like us on a show, right? Sometimes you work with people you like on a show. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you yell and you hash it out and then you come back the next day. And guess what? When that light goes on, you're ready to go. So you're saying it's not real. Whoa. Shocker. No, I'm just saying when you're in like a team environment like that, and yes, they're on a team because they're on a cast together, you have to move on. My goal growing up, not my goal, but I always wanted to be Steven from the Hills because he was in Laguna Beach because he was just this cool Damn. guy that was always kind of on the fringe and nobody didn't like Steven. And all the girls like Steven. He wasn't a drama guy. I always kind of wanted to be that guy. So if I could be on a reality television show, I would be Steven from the Laguna Beach of the Hills. Well, this is my next one. And you oh, literally no. <laughs> took the words out of my mouth that you haven't watched and enjoyed either Laguna Beach and or the Hills. Both and they're great shows. Check. Okay. Yes. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. They're awesome shows. Because over the Damn weekend. Because I had one about that too. Maddie <laughs> texted me something or sent me a meme or something about the hills and I said the most off-brand thing about me is that I never watched Laguna Beach or the hills and oh, she was like you missed out she's like that is shocking and I was like but I'm writing this down for Steve oh it's they're so good I mean we watched those we rewatched some of them in college and that's what's funny is one of my next ones is actually directly related to that so I'll say it in a second but it's so good. And that's where I was first introduced to Kristen Cavallari, who then I went on to watch her show with Jay Cutler. I mostly watched it because of Jay Cutler, but she was good on it as well. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it would always be cool to be one of the guys in that show that everybody liked. Like, remember, well, Brody, people didn't really like. He's kind of a dick. But I always kind of liked Brody because I just thought he was like a cool looking guy. But I can't believe it. Did you watch The O.C.? Uh, Which isn't a reality show, but it's kind of a similar situation. It's the, like, the one that was on Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but like I never Misha Barton. Yeah, I never finished it. We would go to the dorms and all the girls would get together and we would watch the OC. It was the thing to do. 
Love the OC. Love the OC. Well, one of my next questions, I guess I can't use this, but was do you love Carrie Bradshaw and or Lauren Conrad? Love Carrie Bradshaw, so you can count it. I love Sex and the City. Amazing show. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I know I'm not Did supposed you watch to get it? it. Did you watch it? I've seen select episodes. I even saw part of the movie, I believe, with an ex gotta, one time. You got to watch it from start to finish. It's so good. Do I, though? It's like, oh, you're such a yes. Samantha. I don't I actually know to this stuff. a guy that is watching it as we speak, and he is loving it. One of the things I didn't understand about Sex in the City here, as it's Ask a Girl about Sex in the City, is why was she so into Big? Big is not a good-looking dude. He was a weird middle-aged man. I didn't understand why she was good-looking. Like, why was she so into this Big dude? Oh, I thought Big was handsome. But really? Big, Big had, I mean, they call him Big. He's got this power persona. You know, he's this New York City financier who just is so confident and he's interesting and he's smart and he knows who he is and he was tall and he was like tall, dark and handsome and powerful. Of course he's hot. I don't know if he was dark and handsome. He was tall and powerful. I mean, I, now, I don't know. Mr. Big. I didn't understand. He didn't treat it. her very well. He did not treat her well. I was always team Aiden and I was very sad that she did not, well, spoiler alert, did not end up with Aiden because Aiden was an angel. Except he did wear a lot of jewelry, which would have bothered me. I know the name. So Samantha was the one that had sex with everybody, right? She definitely explored her sexuality, yes. Good for her. Do you? Yeah. Um, but yeah. she was super annoying. And then the redheaded oh, chick. I loved her. The redheaded chick was super annoying, too. No. Charlotte was okay, and I liked Carrie. You would be a Carrie. You would be. I don't even know what that means, but yeah, I don't know. She was okay. Charlotte was a little bit annoying at times, too, because she was kind of snobby, right? But yeah, you're a hybrid of Samantha, or excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Samantha. You're such a Samantha. Uh. A sorority classic Samantha. <laughs> Actually, you are, okay, I'm retracting everything I just said. You are a 50-50 split between, why do I keep wanting to say you're a Samantha? Between Charlotte and Miranda. Charlotte is super preppy. She's monogrammed everything. Yeah, she's Summer, the best looking one. The Hampton, brunette, classic you. Miranda is a lawyer. She's brilliant. She doesn't take any shit and she's so jaded. But so she jaded. also had a weird dude, right? That little guy who that she was with and then divorced. I know more about this show than I think I thought I knew. Wait, wow. First of all, you shut your mouth when you're talking about Steve, okay? Steve, her little guy, was the best dude on the show. I love Steve. He was funny. He was so sweet. He was so caring and thoughtful to her. Oh my God. She did not even deserve Steve. Now they came around in the end and they had a beautiful relationship. But in the beginning, I was like, Steve, you could be with anyone and Miranda's not treating you right. The amount of things that I knew about Section of the City, I almost feel like I need to give myself a check here at a point in the, in the basic column. I didn't even realize how much I actually knew about the show. First of all, you watched The Hills, which I, or Lauren Conrad, which I did love not. Lauren, love, love And you know clearly way more about Sex in the City than you gave yourself credit for. So give yourself a point. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there we go. That was a self-sabotage by me. Okay. I think this is, what, you have two left? I have one left, I think? Yeah. Okay. How about this one? Steve, do you go to Target at least twice a month? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to act like I don't want to, or I'm dragged there by my wife. <laughs> Yeah, I'll even take it further. I talked about at home and, and TJ Maxx and Marshalls or whatever to just like buy random shit for your house. I love that stuff. It's awesome. Knickknacks and stuff. Love it. You 
you liking knickknacks is one of the most off-brand things about you. Yeah, no, it's like a good accent table, you know, a hutch. I just, I like looking for stuff like that because we have a house, right? And we haven't even furnished the entire thing yet. So it's just like cool to go. They're like, oh, this would fit in that room. If you told 18-year-old Steve that 31-year-old Steve was interested in going to Marshall's and looking for knickknacks and hutches, he'd be like, wow, you suck. What happened? Figure it out. Well, can I piggyback then and just give you my number 10? Yeah. My last one was going to be, you have multiple sets of decorative pillows. No. Well. You don't have a holiday set. You don't have a regular again, set. Again, you know what's funny about this? This is actually great because we do have, we have decorative, what are they called? Uh, accent pillows, whatever, throw yeah. pillows. We have them for our couch and our bed, but we do have one set of Christmas ones that I absolutely hate. And I told Maddie that she couldn't put them up this year and she got really mad at me. So I feel like that's a no for me because I don't like them. I like our original, I like the ones that we have. I don't want accent ones. I don't want to have deck the halls pillows that we have to yeah. use during the Christmas season. I don't want to use that. So I actually kind of feel like that's a no for me. The fact that you are this invested into decorative pillows tells but me. But I'm anti-decorative pillow though. We have them, but I'm anti. Okay, but when you're going to Marshalls or you're at Home Goods, you're not picking up no way. A one with dots on it, being like, ooh, this really brings up the blue in the hutch. One that just says gather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sleep. so that's a no. I'll give Rest. you a no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely okay. a no. Definitely a no. What's another word, though, instead of gather that's on their family for sure? Eat. <laughs> on a pillow? Oh, not a pillow. I thought you meant in a wall or something. Because there are definitely people that in their kitchen have just eat in cursive. Okay, well, you give me the next one. I'm going to look up pillows with words. Well, this is an easy one because you gave it to me and I feel like I have to use it. You blame personality flaws on your zodiac sign. Definitely, yes. <laughs> and or I blame it on Mercury being in retrograde. Okay, fair. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I'll be like, ugh, what a rough day. Mercury is in retrograde. I know what that means, but explain to me what the science behind it. What is the theory behind why that makes people have bad days? It's just the way the planets are and kind of the, I believe, mm. the gravitational pull or something like that. Who even knows, Steve? Sets off your balance, your chi. Yeah. Like the, uni the universe is out of whack. And it's messed up your equilibrium. Totally. My zen is off. By the way, I looked up pillows with words on it. And the first one that came up, I think it's apropos to what we're talking about, says good vibes only. <laughs> uh, why is it that we have become so stupid as a society where we need to literally buy things that tell us what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to do it. Also, do you think if you're with your spouse in the living room and you guys are having an argument, you're going to look at the pillow and be like, mm, good vibes only. Yeah. Hey, this is, a good this. this is the good vibe room. We've got to take this to the kitchen because this is not the room for this. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Let's go you know, to the eat room. You know what, babe? I'm sorry that you wasted our 401k uh, gambling <laughs> on the Lakers and the bubble, but you know what? We're going to squash this. Good vibes only in this house. Yep, exactly. Oh, man. Too funny. Okay, so I just gave you my last two, so you have one more, I guess, for me. No, I gave you the Zodiac one was the last one, wasn't it? Okay, so let's count. One, two, Which three. Yes. Okay, so out of my 10, I have one, two, three, four, five, six yeses for you. I will run through them. Yes, you have a sign that says Sarudi's established 2017. Yes, fall is your favorite season. Yes, you love a repurposed mason, mason jar. Yes, you're drinking White Claw over beer. Yes, you go to Target at least twice a month. Yes, you love Laguna Beach and or the hills. And that's it. That's six. So those are my six. Pretty basic, Steve. Pretty basic. I think I think I have seven for you. Yes. <laughs> yes, you have quoted Marilyn Monroe, Aubrey Hepburn, or Coco Chanel as we added in there late. Yes. So you have a yes for that. Yes, you have worn Uggs and yoga pants. That's two. 
Yes, you love Carrie Bradshaw and Lauren and or Lauren Conrad. Yes, you abbreviate adjectives. Yes, your goal is to be a real housewife. Yes, you eat carbs and say that you shouldn't be eating carbs. <laughs> and yes, you blame personality flaws on your zodiac sign. That's seven. I think the carb one is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> there are times when I eat carbs and I go, I don't deny myself in the moment, but then I probably won't eat a, a starchy or a carb product for the next day or so. This is the Sruti Everything in Moderation Diet. I highly recommend it. Maybe I should write a book. I should write a book. Yeah, you should. The anti-Atkins. Eat the carbs you want. Just don't eat carbs the second day in a row. FFD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What diet are you on? I'm on the FFD diet. Ever heard of it? Super, ever heard yeah. of it? It's very super, effective. Super effective. Yep. Mine over matter. Mine over matter. Wow. Okay. So in a barn burner and a battle for the ages over who is more basic, Michelle or Saruti, I win slightly seven to six. I was going to say you win this time, but I feel like if we did another 10 questions, I could very easily win another one. We're very even in this. And not to mention two of my yeses were from my younger years and I've evolved past that. I don't have a Coco Chanel quote anywhere in sight now, Steve. No, but you did. People don't forget, Michelle. A woman can be two things, Steve. Classy or fabulous. <laughs> God, I mean, be more creative. Be better. Okay, but you have to understand, this was like freshman year of college and Coco Chanel, you thought like, oh my God, so cool. Coco Chanel. You thought that that was elevated. Is that the girl that everybody dressed up for Halloween too? Speaking of Halloween, who was the girl with the cigarette? No, that's Audrey Hepburn. Audrey that's Hepburn, okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay, so there you go. So this is how much I know about it. I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, I couldn't tell you the difference between Aubrey Hepburn and Coco Chanel. But that's also a very basic thing to do, is to dress up as Aubrey Hepburn for Halloween. Totally. Steve, before we wrap this up, let's do a shout-out corner, shall we? We haven't yes. done a shout-out corner in a while. Yes. Okay, well, can I go first? Yes, go ahead. Talking about eating healthy, which I've been doing lately, I really just want to shout-out zucchini. I've been on this zucchini chips kick. It's all I think about all day. I go through at least a full zucchini a day. I just dice that bad boy up, a little olive oil, a little malted sea salt, pop it in, crisp it up. Oh my gosh, it's the best snack. I've been eating zucchini chips, watching the blues, play hockey. Life has been good. I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't like zucchini. Don't like zucchini at all. I know. I actually, it's funny because we get these CSA things. It's like this farm thing that we get or whatever. And if you get a bunch of fruits and vegetables, we get a lot of corn, we get lettuce, we get whatever, but they give us four zucchinis every week and we have nothing to like i don't eat them and maddie eats them sometimes so we literally have a dozen zucchini in our fridge right now and we can't give it away fast enough so if you were here i would just gift you all my zucchini so you can make zucchini chips i am going to implore you to try them slice them pretty thin do you have malden sea salt on hand i don't know we have sea salt i don't know if it's malden sea salt but well just like the i don't know if it's your fancy sea salt your basic no, it's sea not salt. oh my god it's not basic please it's anything but it it's flaky though, if you have the flaky sea salt. Okay, yeah. Because that's a little bit more. But you slice it thin, pop it in there like 350, maybe 10 minutes, they get crispy. Throw a little sea salt on there, let it cool, scrape them off. I'm telling you, the flavor complexity changes and you will like them. See, in the Saruti diet, you could just eat regular chips. So, no, nah, it's going to be no for me. Just don't eat them two days in a row. No, Steve, in the Michelle diet called play for the tie, if I'm drinking margaritas, I'm going to be having some zucchini chips later. That's fair. But I cannot try zucchini. I just, I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, don't like zucchini. Sorry. Wow. Shocking. Okay. Well, for me, shout out zucchini. All right. I'm going to shout out Harry Styles. I've actually wanted to do this for a couple of weeks now, but I just didn't really know where it fit in. But 
I know his music background. What's the song that came out a couple years ago? Uh, Sign of the Times. I was like, wow, this is a really good song. And I didn't like him on One Direction. I didn't really listen to One Direction. I don't really like boy bands, period. And now this song, Watermelon Sugar, which is on the radio, is a is an absolute banger. When it comes on, I can't help but be in a great mood. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me take a deep dive into Harry Styles. He was in Dunkirk, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Christopher Nolan, World War One, shouts out. And it was kind of a surprising role. I don't think he had been an actor in really anything else. And he was like good, cool character in the movie. And so I was like, you know, let me check out his music. I like a couple of his songs, maybe. And I heard good things from my sister. I heard good things from Maddie. And damn, why did nobody tell me Harry Styles is awesome? His album is folky. It's a little bit weird. It's not boy band poppy. I mean, Watermelon Sugar is kind of poppy, but he has some depth and layers to his music. I could not be more impressed. So shouts out to Harry Styles. I didn't know you were so awesome. I only know Watermelon Sugar. I know no Harry Styles, so you need to hook me up with a playlist so that I can listen. Let's just listen to his most recent album. I'm telling you, I don't even know if you'll like it, but I'm just saying you'll be surprised by how not poppy it is. And I think maybe he suffers from the Justin Timberlake from NSYNC thing where it's where people didn't really give him enough credit as an as a musician as an artist early on because he was in a boy band and he had that crazy stupid hair look and I kind of wonder if to a lesser degree people like Harry Styles the One Direction guy like that guy's a tool no way and in the same way that some people you know what are not friend of the show but somebody I hope to be friends with Zac Efron sort of suffered from being in high school musical nobody took him seriously as an actor but actually Zac Efron's kind of a cool dude so it's the same thing for Harry Styles I was pleasantly surprised by how good of a musician he is do you think that if we dm Zac Efron he would come on the pod if we told him that we would talk about clean energy sources and things like that yeah I think he would I will tell you this, I also heard from some people saying that they very much enjoy the New York Times article that I talked about last week on climate and migration. And so we can tell him, hey, we are talking about environmental issues on this podcast. Exactly. We're not just the stupid, you know, what did somebody call us? The Seinfeld, the podcast where we just talk about nothing, which is also accurate, but we have some, we have more depth than you would think on this show. Okay. You know, we're like the Harry Styles of podcasts. Like, <laughs> Very good. Don't just judge us at our most basic, at our boy band. Listen to these solo projects, okay? Stick around for our depth, too. Yeah, we're like an onion. Come on. Steve, we don't talk about sports a ton on the pod, even though we're both sports people. But I really want to take this time to shout out Ryan O'Reilly from the St. Louis Blues. He, last night, two-goal game. He has just been all over the place for the Blues. But here's really why I want to shout him out. He's a guy that had lost his love for the game in Buffalo. Doug Armstrong, the GM here, essentially trades him away for nothing. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to the players that went there, but you know, it wasn't that risky of a deal. It's a deal that I think 10 out of 10 people would make. And he comes here and he is just one of these players, Saruti, that is constantly grinding. He's the first guy in, last guy out. You know, he's just, (laughs) he's constantly on the ice. He's skating. He's working on his skills and he doesn't do it for accolades. He doesn't do it for the press. He just does it. And his teammates follow suit. He sets the tone and he is just such a joy to watch and to cover. And I feel like when I look back on this stage of blues hockey, or when I look back on this stage in my career, he's going to be one of my most favorite people that I've ever covered. What's his name again? Ryan O'Reilly. Steve, you would love him. He is a hockey player with an amazing beard that plays the guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, that actually is pretty dope. Where's he from? So he is from Ontario. Oh, love Ontario. Yeah. Do you? I've never been. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's a a pro-Canada podcast, though. Yeah, of course. I've never been to Canada, but I would really like to go to Canada. Oh, see, I've I've only been to Toronto, but I was there with Adnan, our friend, obviously. And, uh... 
you have to go with him because he just knows you know, he just shows you all the cool places to go whatever does, yeah. does all the good things but that's the only time i've ever been to toronto so i don't know but i would love to go to montreal for that's great isn't that like bachelor party and bachelorette party central yeah big time i yeah. think because of the strip clubs i've been told that makes sense yeah that checks out yeah, not a big strip club guy though shocker i know i am floored really no i was gonna say geez there's a basic dude thing it's strip clubs and i'm not basic when it comes to that i just don't i don't know that's my thing are the most basic components of a dude. Strip clubs, fantasy football. Snapback hats. Snapback hats, great one. I don't know, sneakers. Oh, like, I'm a sneakerhead. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. And I know Gold Juniors, so I'm not going to put down sneakerheads. I don't understand the culture. All of them look ugly to me. They're all terrible looking shoes. And I'm sorry. And they're all hundreds of dollars too. See, I like his shoes. I think that he styles them very well. Well, he's a very stylish guy, so I'll yeah. get you know I'll give him credit for that. He doesn't do it bad. But if I look at the shoe by itself, it's nine different colors and it's five hundred dollars, and I just don't understand. I don't understand shoe culture, and maybe you know, Michelle, I don't understand art either. So it's probably not a big surprise that I don't understand shoe culture. You know what, Steve? Let's just get you in on the scenes here. You know, maybe if you get into art, you'll get into sneakers. Well, like sneaker culture to me is like modern art in that it's all just shock value. It's like, hey, there's 17 different colors and, and themes and patterns going on in these shoes. And it's just shocking. And that's all. It's not sleek. It's not cool. It's just, wow, look at how ridiculous those shoes look. Do you like that modern art comparison, by the way? Maybe I am an art guy. Yeah, look at you. I think sneaker culture is all about collabs, right? It's all about exclusivity. It's all about supply and demand. It's, hey, we're making 300 pairs of this shoe in this colorway. Can you be the one to get it? Yeah. They drive up demand based on exclusivity, on limited editions. If this drop is going to happen at midnight and we only have this many, get your Supreme Air Jordans. Well, call me basic, but just give me a white pair of Converse and I'll be all right. I love that. Me too. All right. I want to shout out the Lou actually to close this thing out. St. Louis City SC, which by the way, you need to use SC more often in American soccer culture because we don't call it football here. We call it soccer. And if the, if the Europeans across the pond want to make fun of us for that, that's fine. But we call it soccer here. So I never understood NYCFC or all these clubs in the MLS using FC because we don't use that. I think Charlotte FC is a new one too that uses it. I love that the Lou went out, used soccer club because it's cool. I like the St. Louis City name. I like the red and the blue, right? The color combination is really cool. They went out and hired a German sporting director who has a ton of accolades. It's kind of impressive. I'm fired up 2023, right? Yep. I don't have an MLS team. I never have. I've always kind of wanted to pick one. I followed several teams and clubs and players over the, over the last couple of years, but I've never landed specifically on a club. I might be a St. Louis City SC fan. Well, Steve, you have a club now because in a shock to no one, I already got you a scarf and it's going to be headed your way soon. <laughs> yes, I have a scarf collection. One day I'm going to decorate a wall with the dozens of scarves I have and the St. Louis one will be a welcome addition. It's a really cool look. I like the arc in the, uh, in the logo as well. Our guard Taylor Twelman's involved. I don't even know what his involvement is, but if he's involved, it's going to be successful. So what's up? I was pleasantly surprised by the logo because as I said, Charlotte just released theirs as well. And I didn't really like their look and their logo. I thought St. Louis nailed it. I absolutely loved it. I loved, obviously, the arch. I loved the representation of the confluence of the river in there. I loved that it was called City SC because when you think of St. Louis, that's going to be a unifier for our region, hopefully. It's a nod to the past and a look towards the future. And I agree. I love that it's SC. We talked to Carolyn Kendall Betts on my show, who's the owner, 
of St. Louis City SC, one of the owners, and I asked her about that, what went behind the decision to go with SC over FC, and she said the exact same thing that you just said. We're in America. We call it soccer here in St. Louis, so why wouldn't we use the verbiage that people here use? And I love that. Have you ever seen the St. Louis City flag? I don't think so. I mean, look Google it. Up. It's sick. City flag, state flags. I'm a big flag guy. Shocker. Yeah. Also another Shocker. basic thing about me. My favorite city flag is the Chicago city flag. I love the powder one. blue. I love the stars. Ooh. But the St. Louis city flag is awesome. The Florida Lee? Florida Lee. It's got the red, the blue, the yellow in there. And that's essentially the color scheme of St. Louis City SC. I love that they have the red, but it's more of a subdued red, so it won't be cardinal red. I love that the blue is more kind of a navy blue. It's not necessarily St. Louis blue is blue. You've got the yellow in there. You've got the gray to represent the arch. I just thought they did such a good job. And I don't know if you're following them yet on Twitter, Steve. If not, you should be. Okay, great. I am. When they announced that St. Louis was getting an MLS club, it was a huge event. It was packed at this Palladium Auditorium, and they had been talking about announcing the team name for a long time, and this was supposed to be like a massive event for the city. And so, you know, they had cutouts. They couldn't have a big gathering in the way that they wanted to, but they got these sick Audis that they wrapped. I saw those. St. Louis City SC colors and, you know, the crest and everything, and they drove around the city to drop off gear to fans that would have been there. And I just thought that the entire rollout was so good. I loved every bit of it, and I just want to be the first, Steve, to welcome you into the pool. (laughs) As a St. Louis City SC fan. If I wasn't an adopted St. Louis in St. Louis in St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis. Yep, St. Louis in uh, before this, even though I've never stepped foot in the city, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there eventually, I promise, guys. You will. But seriously, as soon as that happened, I was like, Surrey does not have an MLS team. Let's get him a scarf. Every piece of propaganda yeah. from St. Louis that I can send your way, I'm sending it your way. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's good. And honestly, St. Louis, sneaky, and you know this, but sneaky, really great soccer culture and city together. It's a perfect match, I guess, for the league. And it's a growing league. I don't know if you watched it, but the MLS's back tournament was awesome. It was really fun. It was kind of the first tournament that was back, the first main tournament that was back. And it was went off without a hitch. Um, it was single elimination group stage. It was almost like a World Cup style thing. It was super fun. The MLS is a really growing and really cool league. They've got a, a bright future out of them for sure. All right, Steve, well, let's wrap this up. Let's get to a review. How about this one? Subject line, two funny five stars. Said, just listen to the feet picks pod. Mm. Absolutely hilarious. Just a theory. But the feet may be comparable to teeth. If you take care of them, it says you take care of everything. That is true. That is true. I would imagine that people with nice teeth probably also have nice feet. That is a good point. I also apologize, maybe not apologize, but the last two pods, including this one, we've gotten a little weird as far as fetishes, not even on purpose. These are just, you know, we talk about things in our lives and you came across the guy who wanted 300 bucks for foot pictures and the mother's milk, AKA breast milk thing. We're not trying to be kinking. It's just, this is the content that's in front of us. Sorry guys. The mother's milk, breast milk is not kinky, Steve. It's science. It can be kinky though. I I do think there's a large faction of the people that are into mother's milk that drink it because it's a fetish thing, which is so weird. Ew. Again, not judging. Do you, bro? You know, last time I checked, this was America, but I have the right to be like, what the fuck? Well, I don't have anything else to add to that because I think you said that beautifully, Steve. But if you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it, and leave a review. Steve and I are coming up with a way to kind of deploy maybe some swag, some old school Rosillo and Canel swag to reviewers because I did this once before where I sent out some stuff. But as I continue to clean up my place, Steve, I am 
finding some stuff that I have no use for. And I feel like we could give it out to somebody. Totally. I mean, it's the shirts that I don't wear anymore, or random gear that's been sitting in a box in my closet for five years. If it's going to make somebody's day, by all means, we should give it away. Okay. So if you want any of our old gear, which I'm sure sounds very appealing, leave us a review. And <laughs> <Hit> then <we laughs> <can't>. <laughs> if you just... want a used t-shirt, yeah, that, that has some sweat stains. No, I promise it's, it's washed. Don't worry. Some yeah, of them are new, want... actually. I'm sure you have new I ones know. too. I have new ones too. Well, uh, if you want an old water bottle that says we're solo show on it during a <laughs> pandemic when we're not supposed to share things, leave us a yeah. review. Leave it in the box for two weeks. It'll be all right. Yeah, there you go. Sanitize it. You're fine. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you, Steve. A little less basic than me. We will be back in action next week. But until then, live, laugh, love. <laughs> and don't be afraid to be a little basic. It's okay. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.